Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for allowing me to be with you today. Uh, And, uh, you know, things happen, but uh, we're all good and, and all together, so thanks God for that. Before we get started, because we got a couple of ladies that we really need to talk to, before we get started, number one, it's early voting is over, okay? <laughs> early voting is over. You have to go to your precinct. Please look it up. You have to go to your precinct. It's not hard to find. You can go on the Supervisor of Elections website and vote and find out where your precinct is, and then you go and vote that day. If you still have absentee ballots or mail-in ballots, there's still time to complete them. And as a matter of fact, and I've told you all, it's not really that hard to find out information um, about the candidates. My husband and I sat up Saturday afternoon and, and had – you know, snacks and, and, you know, beverages. And uh, we actually set up and pulled up YouTube videos. I have to give kudos to the Orlando Sentinel because they interview um, a lot of the candidates. And so you kind of get a sense of who they are other than just the literature. Um, you, you get to hear them. You get to see them. You get to, you know, read them a little bit if you're good at reading people. Um and find out if this is the person that you want representing you. So there were several judges. I keep telling you all that the judges are important. So when they get someone gets to the Supreme Court, you don't have to ask how that person got there. Um, if, if you're involved in the process, then, you know, you, you can follow it. So there were a number of, of seats that are crucial locally because those local seats are, in a lot of cases, more in most cases, more crucial than those national seats. So um, even if you have not gone, you know, to to vote yet or completed your absentee ballot, you can still go onto YouTube, the Orlando Sentinel, and some other um, media interviews with most of the candidates, and you can get a a sense of who they are. So we, we did that Saturday afternoon. We had other things that we definitely needed to do. This was important. The other thing is, have you contacted your school? And and I don't have kids in school, but I contacted one of my old schools um, that's affiliated with my church um, because they keep saying they need people, and we all know there's a teacher shortage. Who, you know, what do they need? My school, St. Andrew Catholic School, one of my schools, um, and I'm thinking about calling some of the other ones. Um, I I emailed the principal and asked her, okay, 
I know you need people. What specifically do do you need? One of and I'm going to post it as soon as I can get it, get it together. One of the things they need is a music teacher, a music instructor. If you know of anybody that needs a job as a music instructor, that school is not the only school that needs one. I heard I heard on the radio today about some others. This is part of the problem that I've mentioned to you all about how we shortchange our music programs in our schools. So when you shortchange the music program in the school, well, guess what? There's no teachers coming out of these schools. There's not enough to teach your kids how to play instruments, how to sing, how to count, all that type of stuff. So call up your or email, text, whatever, the head of your school or even an instructor that you might say know and say, hey, what do you need? Who do you need? How can we spread the word? Because it's, in the, it's only a moment that they put it on the television or on the radio. But word of mouth we know works. So help help them out. Anyway, let me get going because uh, we got a late start. But we're we're going to give it to two ladies who are um, involved in in trying to follow how the vote works. And they've been you know the organization has been doing it for a long time. We're going to get a little background on it, and we're going to get get an update from Orange County League of Women Voters co-presidents Barbara Lanning and Nicolette Springer. Good morning, ladies. How are you doing? Good morning. morning. Thank you for taking the time out this morning. We really appreciate it. Thanks for allowing us to spread the word. Definitely, definitely. So first of all, can you give our listeners just a little synopsis, background of who the League of Women Voters are and what they do? Sure. So this is Nicolette, and we are an organization nonpartisan here in the county. We've been in Orange County since 1939, and our goal is to defend democracy and empower voters. And we do that every year, not just during elections, but throughout the year to make sure that people are educated on the issues, educated about their elected officials, and know how to participate in their local government. Um, and their state government as well. But our goal is to make sure, at least this time of year, that people know where to vote, when to vote, how to cast their ballot, um, and, and how to get information about what's on their ballot. And we have a website called vote411.org where you can go and put in your address. It will tell you where you can vote, where your polling station is. And then it will also give you a sample ballot, and you can look at answers, um, that we, answers from candidates um, that we send a questionnaire to. So we're here to help you cast your ballot um, efficiently um, and to do so in a timely manner because you only have until 6 or 7 p.m. tomorrow. So what has been the biggest challenge for your organization in terms of getting the word out or getting, um, making sure that people have the right resources um, to, to make uh, an informed decision when they go to the polls? I think for us, it's letting people know that there is an election. You know, it's an off year, and doing our primary in August, we're one of the latest states in the country to have a primary at this time. Most people have already have their general election ballot set. So even letting people know that, hey, you got to vote in August, but also right now it's a primary, and that gives them this conception that you have to be affiliated with a party. 
and that does not that is not true. You if you're a registered Democrat or a registered Republican, yes, you have a few additional things on your ballot. But if you are registered as a non-party affiliate, meaning you have no party affiliation on your ballot, there are still things for you to vote for. And as of Friday, only 5% of people who are non-party affiliates have voted. That is an incredible, in comparison, we see almost 20% of Democrats and Republicans who have voted. And so the people who are not voting are missing out on voting on school board, which you just mentioned education and how important it is, school board chair, school board seats, county commissioner, county mayor, um, there's a, a tax referendum on the ballot. You still have the opportunity to vote for those things. You won't be able to cast a ballot right now for governor's primary or Senate primary, but you will be able to cast a ballot for all of those local elections, which are more important, quite honestly, for your everyday life than any of these other seats. I keep trying to tell folks that. Uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for reinforcing that. I appreciate it. And, and yeah, I am actually because tomorrow I I, I usually work at the um, precinct, so um, my clerk called me and and I asked her what she knew, um, and, and it's, it's just shocking. Only she her numbers were a little bit better, but not much. Um, she said 11% was the last thing that she heard when I talked with her yesterday, um, that is not good, you know, and then people want to get upset when <clears throat> if they think things don't go their way or they think it's rigged. If you don't get out there and, and um, you know, make your, your opinion heard, you know, you, that's, you get what you get. Basically you get what you get and you can't dispute it if you didn't participate. I mean, not legitimately anyway. So, it's it's horrible, and especially for I, I would just say especially for people who did not have the right to vote, um, and among them especially women. That's why I guess you all are are really out there trying to do the work because there was a time that it just wasn't meant for us. You know, I mean it. It just didn't happen. Uh, now that we have the opportunity, we have the privilege, we have people that fought to make sure that we could vote as women, uh, if we're not taking advantage of that, if we're not out there every single time that they ask you to cast a ballot, then you have just squandered uh, the, the work that someone else has laid the groundwork for. I totally think um, you're right, and you know, this year there have been some controversial legislation and decisions at many levels of our government, and one of the, you know, depending on how you feel about those, um, you want to go out and vote your conscience and find those candidates that agree with you because if you don't, you are just abdicating your responsibility and you are going to be handed what you're handed. Same thing with resources. Um, there are some county commission races and if you, you feel like your neighborhood is underserved but you're not looking into how the candidates plan to assist your neighborhood, then you're derelict in your duty, and um, you know you're, you're going to get what you get. So if you don't speak up, um, 
you are going to be passed over for those who did. What are you concerned about any one particular race on the ballot right now that people should be invested in? I think the biggest issue on the ballot right now is getting people to turn out. Right. So for every issue, and everyone has their own issue that's important to them and to what Barbara just said about your county commission seats and even the county mayor, if you're concerned about what's happening in your neighborhood, that's the most important thing to you. If you've got kids in the school system, then school board chair and school board members should be the most important thing to you. I think it comes mm-hmm. down to, what, you know, every issue, in my view, is important, but it, it hits home a little bit harder when it it has a personal connection to you. So, you know, I have school-aged children, and so school board um, is, is really priority for me. But And even if you don't have school-aged children, education should be a priority to you. But those are things that, you know, everyone's going to have their own stake in the game here, and we just want to make sure that people know that it's important to get out. And it's not just about what's important to you, but what's important to your neighbors, what's important to your neighborhood, your kids, your grandkids. You know, you're not, you're voting for the people who don't have access right now, and, and especially our kids, you, you know, they don't get to make the choices about who runs the school board and makes decisions about what happens in their school system. Um, but we as, as adults get to make sure that the right people are making the right choices about funding. Especially, we have a referendum on the ballot. The League of Women Voters of Orange County has, um, we don't endorse candidates, but we endorse issues, and we are encouraging people to vote yes on the uh, education tax. So that is a tax that we already pay. It is not a new tax. So nothing will change in your tax bill. It will be exactly the same. We're just saying continue the funding. Don't cut funding for education. And so that is the last thing on the ballot. So make sure you vote from top to bottom um, and make sure you get to that referendum and you vote yes on it. So I want to ask you, too, do you feel that the uh, the item on, on the ballot was worded properly? And the reason I ask that, because, you know, um, in the past, people who have not necessarily kept up in the news but look at an item on the ballot and they're like, I'm not sure what this means because of the way it's worded, or um, it, it, or they think that they're voting one way because of the way their question is phrased, and they actually intended to vote a different way. Um, have you? Uh, do you feel that it was worded properly? Have you had a chance to really look at it? I don't know if you voted in advance or, or if you got, are going on um, going tomorrow. I have voted already. I voted um, in person. I voted in person early. I know that Barbara voted by mail, I believe, right? No, I voted early you as did, well. Oh, you did vote early yeah. as well. And so, and in addition to just our own personal view, the league, what we do is we study issues, and we've studied this tax issue for the education. And we've this, our studies are not short; they're years on end. And so, we studied this the first time the tax came around, and we were in the affirmative then. And we feel very strongly that this is the right. Um, way for us to continue to funding education. As far as the wording on the ballot, you're not wrong. There have been times in the past where yes means no and no means yes, um, and it's very confusing, and quite frankly, it's meant to confuse the, the voter. You know, we, we unfortunately don't always have the best actors in this process, and sometimes things are very confusing. But I will say that on this particular issue, I do think the language is pretty clear. Um, We do want people to vote yes on this to keep the funding going. Um, And I would also say take your time with the ballot. There's no rush. 
Um, if you have to read it a couple times, if you can go online at uh, vote411.org and get a ballot sample, you can read it at home, you can do some more research, um, you could ask friends and neighbors. Um, you can really take your time with it. You are sh kind of short on time now because Election Day is tomorrow, but there is no time limit on this as far as getting a better understanding. There's no stupid questions, ask people questions, inquire, um, and just you know go in with an, with an open mind. So what type of activities uh, does the local League of Women Voters have in order to educate and encourage people to vote? We have a variety of things, of course. Um, Nicolette mentioned vote411.org. You can go on there and um, you will see the items that are on your ballot. Um, the, the candidates are all asked questions, they provide those answers, and we post those answers unedited. So anything you read on there from the candidates is 100% from them, so you can read what they have to say. Um, also through Vote 411, we have participated in a number of forums, so there are links to the county and ninth judicial circuit uh, forums that we held. Um, there are also links to um, a couple of school board races. So you can see the candidates live and compare and contrast um, there. Um, we also just all the time, we have a speakers bureau so, for instance, um, there was a lot of talk earlier this year about redistricting, and we have, um, we have speakers that can come uh, to your church or your civic group or whatever, and they can give you a little information and a talk. So we think that our education is great. We do redistricting, we can do the basics, um, we have a number of different subjects that we can speak about. So if there's something related to civics or voting, um, you know, you can reach out to us at lwvoc.org and, um, you know, we can talk to you about your needs. Um, I'm, I'm sure we do, you know, we do a lot of registration events as well. And we're always happy to help out with questions there. Um, so we try to do it in a number of different ways. Um, we have a Facebook page, an Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so you can you can definitely find us um, <laughs> if you if you go and look and you know reach out with your questions. We're always happy to help. I would also add that we encourage, if you are part of a civic organization, if you're part of a social organization, a local church, um, reach out to us and, and tell us what it is you're looking to get more education on, and we're happy to come out and, and give you more education, whether it's about an issue. Um, you know, we're supporting the education tax um, this site for this election, we will be supporting the transportation tax in November. If you're a group that wants to know more about that, we're happy to come out and talk to you about why we're supporting both of these initiatives. 
Um, same thing for our voter registration. We do voter registration drives at all different types of locations, all different with all different types of organizations. If you need people to help get your group registered, um, please reach out, and it's lwvoc.org. I would also like to put in a plug for our state league, which is lwvfl.org. If you are a returning citizen or if you have a friend, a family member who's a returning citizen, these are individuals who have lost their right to vote um, because they were incarcerated at some time, and it is their legal right to get that right, to get their right to vote back. And our state league is doing an amazing job in helping people navigate that system because it can be a little tricky. Um, our state league president, Cecile Schoon, is an expert in this area. Um, she's a civil rights attorney, and she has created um, many education pieces that can be shared out in the community to make sure that everyone gets back to voting. Um, we want people to know that um, it is you've served your time. Um, for, you know, you've done what you need to do and we want to integrate you back into the community and we want to make sure that you get to play a role in the civic activities um, and don't be held back um, because of a mistake you made in the past. Reach out to us and let us help you get back on the right track. So um, what has, has there been any part of any of the recent le legislation um, that have made that has made changes in the voting process. Has any of this affected how you reach out to the public? You know, it seems like there's a lot of leashes, a lot of reins being pulled in terms of what you can and can't do in terms of helping helping people vote or helping people get registered or helping people get information. Has has any of this impacted you? Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, and yeah. so this is, you know, this kind of is, is a two-piece two, um, two piece of information here. First one being that our state legislature has passed a lot of legislation in the last year, maybe even two to three years, that has made it more difficult for people to vote. Um, and for in a variety of ways. It, it's limited how and when you can vote. It's limited how you can register people. And registering voters is our bread and butter. It's what we do best with the League of Women Voters. It's what we're known best for. And we do it year-round. And, you know, unlike political campaigns where they're only talking to voters during election cycles, we talk to voters um, 365 days a year, all year round, we are making sure people are registered to vote, um, and it has made it more difficult for us. There's a lot more restrictions on how, when, and who can register people to vote, but we've gotten up to speed on what those things are. We are making sure that when we register people to vote, we are in compliance with the law. Um, we have uh, great guidance from our state league to make sure that we have those things in place. Um, and so we're confident that we are following all the rules. Despite the fact that the rules at this point are really unfair, um, we're doing our best to, to make sure that we get people to come out and vote because you can elect people who can change those rules. Um, and that's what we're asking, that's what's at stake here. You know, there are a lot of people in Tallahassee who don't want people to vote. And if you go to your polls tomorrow, or if you've already voted, you gotta make sure that the people you're voting for are people who are interested in voting rights, who wanna make sure that everyone and anyone gets the right yes. to vote. And that's what's on the ballot. It's really democracy at this point. It's who's gonna allow us to continue running um, the way we've, we've always tried to get people to vote in mass, as opposed to trying to suppress the vote. And there are a lot of people in Tallahassee, unfortunately, trying to suppress the vote. We're going to take a quick break. We are here with Barbara Lanning and Nicolette Springer, who are the co-presidents of the Orange County League of Women Voters. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. If you have questions or comments, 
The number is 516-387-1944. Ask your questions, make your comments, because tomorrow is Election Day for the primaries. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yes, tomorrow is election day for the primaries. And yes, everybody, everybody has something that they can vote for in the primaries, even if it's a closed primary. I mean, my husband and I sat up Saturday, and uh, like I said, we went through YouTube video um, interviews of the candidates, and we talked about different things. And we are not of the same party, by the way. So it wasn't, you know, there were things that were common for both of us, and then there were things that were different. But, you know, it's it's nice to have that dialogue and feedback and, 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 you know, conversation that will make you think, you know. So, um, and we even had a good laugh or two um, (laughs) at some of what we saw. So anyway, if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. We're back with Barbara and Nicolette of the League of Women Voters of Orange County. And so tell me, um, what what usually, in your perspective, what usually happens when the uh, the turnout is poor? So low turnout is always problematic, particularly in this in, particularly in this level of election, meaning it's a midterm election, and we already struggle to get people out because. For those listeners who don't know, a midterm election is the election that's in between the presidential elections. It's very easy to get people out. I don't know what to say it's easy, but it's much easier to get people out during a presidential election because people understand what a president does. They have a general concept of that this is the person who's in charge of the government. Um, these elections are harder to get people out to because sometimes people don't know what a county commissioner does. They don't understand what the school board chair does. And so there's an education piece there in itself. Um, but even I would say, in my opinion, midterm elections are more important than your presidential election because these are the individuals making the laws. They are the ones who are casting votes that will change the way your everyday life goes. They're the ones who are, who are raising taxes. They're the ones who are going to decide about how we protect natural resources. Those things that affect your everyday life, that affect your kids in school, that comes from the legislature, and those change every two years in the midterm election. Um, And so from the issue of how do we encourage people to get out, I think we have to just talk about how important these are. And I'm not discouraging anyone from voting in the presidential, but we need to be voting at the same rate um, in midterm that we're voting in presidential. It's just as important. 
So tell me, tell us, why the League of Women Voters? Why is there a need for a special organization for women voters? Well, we grew out of the suffragette movement. And so the League itself is like either, it's either 102 or 103. Um, If they're like me, they like to forget their age. But um, we grew out of that movement. And once women had the right to vote at that time, um, they didn't have a lot of autonomy. They were kind of Um, for lack of a better term, under the thumb of their uh, husbands, and they tended to do what their husband told them or whatever. And so the League members back then realized that once women had the right to vote, they needed to be educated in how to vote, what the issues were, and all of those things so they would make um, good choices when they went to the ballot box. So that is how far back and how deep-rooted our belief in um, education goes. So, and I would also add from the perspective of why it's important for women to come out and vote. Um, you mm-hmm. know, to Barbara's point, we are an organization that's over 100 years old, and when that when those votes were cast and we passed the 19th Amendment that gave women the right to vote, to be very clear, it gave white women the right to vote. Yes. (laughs) Black women and women of color did not get that equality until the mid-60s with the Civil Rights Act. And we are still fighting. Um, Every single year we see legislation that continues to try to suppress the vote of not only women, but to suppress the vote of underserved communities, women of color, people of color, um, the black folks as well. And what we need to understand is the intersectionality between um, suppressing any group of voters. So if you're going to suppress women, if you're going to suppress black folks, if you're going to suppress underserved communities, every one of us who've ever been suppressed need to stand up and fight for them because that means we're next. Um, And that is what powers us, is we need to make sure that we collectively get together as groups to say, you know, we've partnered with a lot of groups this this last cycle here, and and currently we've partnered with PTA to make sure we're fighting on school board issues. We've partnered with the NAACP to make sure that we're getting to have candidate forums, to make sure that we're getting votes out in the communities that need it the most. Um, That's the power, I think, when you talk about getting women together, is we have an interesting intersectionality where we are part of a lot of other groups. And so we are a women's organization, but we do have male allies in our group as well. We have many male uh, members. But we really, it's just the importance of being able to get into these other cross-sectional groups so that we can uh, motivate not just women, but all types of people across the community. So what type of turnout do you have at these events? Because I, you know, I've, I've been not necessarily part of your organization, although I, I'd like to look into it, but um, I've, other organizations I've been into, it just seems like more and more it's hard to get people to turn out. You know, people are, are busy. I don't know if they're busier. It seems that way. But what what kind of, kind of turnout have have you been having? And, you know, what would do you – Wish what would be your ultimate goal in terms of of turnout, not only for your events but for you know the polls tomorrow. 
From our events perspective, we're one of the largest leagues in the country. Um, we're one of the largest in the state as well. We have over 700 members in the Orange County League, um, which is really large considering how difficult it is to get people to participate. You're 100% right. Um, it, it is hard to get people to come out to events. But I will tell you that tomorrow at the polls, we've got over 60 volunteers who will be out working at different polling stations. You'll see us out there. We're wearing blue shirts that say League of Women Voters, so you know who we are. Um, we've also got volunteers collecting signs afterwards where we're doing a sign registry or recycling program. So our volunteers are kind of spread into these different groups that they all have um, unique passions. You know, we've got people who are really into natural resources. They wanted to put together this political sign recycling program. That will be kicked off later this week. Um, we do a hot topics lunch every month. And that is where we did our candidate forums this year for judicial circuit. Um, we'll be talking about the transportation tax in December. We average about 150 to 200 people. Is it September? Did I say yeah. December? Yes. Uh, I, I'm sorry. The transportation <laughs> tax issue is we discussed at the September Hot Topics. But we get about 150 to 200 people to come out to that face-to-face -face event. Um, most of our events, because we're trying to be as flexible as possible with people, most of our committee meetings, most of our volunteer events are on Zoom or some other digital platform. We also do face-to-face -face events, and we do hybrid events. We are trying our best to, to meet, meet people where they are. Um, and post-COVID, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge for every organization that's run by volunteers because we're 100% a volunteer organization. Um, and we just got to do our best to, to meet people where they are, and that's definitely caused us some growing pains, but I feel like we've, we've done a good job in adapting, as many organizations have. Okay. Are you looking for new members? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Had the more the barrier. Um, I think that um, it's it's a great way. Even if you know, we want you to come. We want you to volunteer. But even if you are only you know a member and you don't really participate, we have a weekly newsletter that. Um, a lot of people who aren't even members are signed up for. Um, and it's a great way to keep in touch with the issues, what's going on in the community, to see more about what the league is doing. Um, so we welcome you to join us. Um, and as Nicolette said, we are open to everyone, not just women. Do you have to have any particular qualifications? Is there uh, an age range uh, in terms of uh, – and do you have, like, for example, anything for uh, younger people, maybe teenagers, who, who are interested? Absolutely. We do not – anyone can, can join. You don't need any qualifications, although I think Barbara and I would agree that everyone needs to come with a sense of humor. Um, but, <laughs> but other than that, we just want people who are ready to get out and help motivate people to vote. Um, we, don't have an, we don't have any requirements for um, qualifications or for even age. We do have young people volunteering for us. We are on campus pretty regularly at UCF. Um, doing voter registration drives. We are in the union hall there um, pretty regularly. Um, and just so you know, I just also want to give a shout out now that I mentioned UCF. You can vote, if you're a student and you're listening to this, UCF has their own voting station where you can go and vote. You don't need to worry about mm. getting out to 
other polling stations. So it, I believe it's in the Union Hall, but look that up um, online and you will find that. So I know there's a lot of students who may be away from home and aren't sure how they're going to cast a ballot tomorrow. Please inquire with the Supervisor of Elections and make sure that you can get out um, to campus and do that. So that, that, you know, our Supervisor Election has done a great job to do outreach to students and that's part of our mission as well. We um, are really active in trying to get out to those student organizations. We are doing a, an event with some student organizations in October where we're going to partner with um, some of those organizations that come out of UCF, some that come out of Rollins, come out of Valencia, and talk to young voters about what they need education-wise to understand about how they're casting your ballots. And I'll be honest with you, most of the education's working the other way. These young voters are not messing around. They know what they need, they know what they want, and we learn just as much from them as they learn from us. Um, and I think mm. that that's the key here is that we have a lot of passionate young people in this community, um, and we need to be listening to them. Because this is, you know, the community that we're voting on today is the community that they're going to build their, their life and their career in. So you cast your ballot today and maybe you're, uh, you know, you don't past that age of being considered a young professional, but it's the young professionals out there who are going to really reap the benefits of what, how we cast our ballots. You know, if I might just add a, a little plug-in here. Um, we welcome students. Um, many oh, yeah. schools have community service requirements, so if you would like to do your community service with us, we would welcome you um, joining us. We have the need for students with video, graphic uh, design skills, and you have a chance to practice your, your passion and um, do good at the same time. And all of our student memberships are free, so there's no charge, um, and we are more than happy to work with you. So. Um, if you are a student, get in touch if you'd like to talk to us about doing some community service hours. That sounds really good. We are going to take our final break. We are here with Orange County League of Women Voters co-president Barbara Lanning and Nicolette Springer. And if you have questions or comments when we come back, the number is 516-387-1944. This is Dee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. 
Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Tomorrow, be here to listen to Cassandra Brown and Mae Hazleton from All About the Ballots in Lake County. They're going to talk a little bit about uh, elections, you know, things that they've been trying to do. Do you know they were trying to pay people to go and be poll monitors and they could not get enough people? Come on, folks. Just anyway, uh, the also just wanted to let you know uh, we're still chatting with different people. You know, I, I like to do stuff um, regarding uh, back to school and education. And so, uh, Marion Trainer, he's going to be back with us on Wednesday to talk about you know his uh, school journey, and also we're going to talk a little fitness again with him. And Friday, two of our favorite attorneys, uh, Nadine Brown and Kevin Anderson are going to talk about their school journeys and uh, going to catch us up on some stuff. So make sure you join us then. In the meantime, we're back with Barbara Lanning and Nicolette Springer, Orange County co-presidents of the League of Women Voters. And uh, what do you really want to convey to our audience today? I want to give you an opportunity to just, you know, tell us what, you know, when when you wake up in the morning and and you know that that thing that you just can't get off your mind that you really wish people would people knew or people would do what is it? I think for me it would be that you know I often hear people say well I'm just not into politics or this isn't interesting to me I don't follow that and I think what I want people to know is that it may not interest you but the people who are holding these seats they play a role in your everyday life you're of interest to them. And so you can ignore it all you want, but you've, everything that goes on in this city and in the county um, is affected by how we vote. And so, you know, the roads that you're driving on, um, the, whether or not your trash gets picked up on time, the regist- your car registration, your, your ta- property taxes, all of those things are voted on, and they're voted on by people who are elected to office. And if you don't cast your ballot, you're not holding them accountable and that it is a part of our job as as living in a democracy to make sure we hold these people accountable, make sure they're doing the right thing. And if they're not doing the right thing, then don't vote for them. Vote for somebody else and send them a message that they need to do better at their job. Um, And I think that that's one of the more important things that we need to make sure people understand. Also, Election Day is tomorrow, but if you're not registered, that doesn't mean that you can't participate. You can still register and vote in November. So this is just because you may miss this opportunity, no judgment, no shame, get out and register to vote so that you're ready for November. We obviously want everyone who is registered to go out tomorrow, but if for some reason you've not registered, you have a change to your address, you've just moved here, whatever your circumstances, no judgment, just get out there and register. And there's so many easy ways to do that. You can go to our website at LWVOC and find out ways that you can register. You could also go to the Supervisor of Elections if you're new to Orange County or you're a new driver to Orange County, when you go to change your voter, when you go to change your license, they will ask you, do you want to register to vote or do you need to update your voter registration? It's as easy as saying yes and everything gets updated for you. You don't have to make an extra stop. I highly encourage parents who have young drivers, when they go to get their permit, they could pre-register, even if you are over or under 18. You can pre-register, and then when your child turns 18, they will just send the voter registration card. And we do a lot of these drives at high schools. We have our voter services team go to high schools, and they set up tables, and we pre-register students to vote. And so when they turn 18, that voter registration card just shows up for them. We need to get into the habit of um, training our kids that this is part of their everyday civic duty. 
Definitely, definitely. Okay, so I know you've given us I, – I did post one of the websites you gave us, uh, Vote411. Um, I did post that. Um, I'm going to post some of the other ones that you mentioned. Um, how do people – is that where they go if they want to sign up for your organization or to get any additional information? Yes. Um, if they just go to lwvoc.org, um, in the across the top, there's a bar, and you can just click on join, and you can join us from there. Um, all of our contact information is there, information about the different committees that you can join. Um, you can um, get a wealth of information on our website. And then you say you do go out um, where you invite it to, to different churches and, and community organizations. You, you will come out and, and speak. Yes. And there is, it's called Speakers Bureau, and um, that is also on our website. Um, so you can get information there. And if you want to hear about something and you don't see it, just get in touch. We may have developed something new, and it may not have made it to the website yet. Um, we'll be doing a lot of information and education around the transportation tax for the general election. So, you know, you may want to follow our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, and we will be um, trying to do some education there as well. One other thing I'd like to plug is we have, a, we have many committees that you can join that all have different focuses um, from a government perspective, but one of the ones that we have is called Observer Corps, and this is a great opportunity for people who may not have the ability to get around to too many different meetings. Um, Observer Corps is essentially we sit in, now it's virtual because of post-COVID, but we sit in virtually on all government meetings, and we take notes, and we keep track, and basically this is how we keep track and accountability of our elected officials. So, you know, if something's, this is how we initiate our studies, it's how we decided to support the transportation tax and the education tax, but we also keep vote records. We keep track of that, and we know if a candidate or an elected official is not voting in a way that we think is best for either voting services or natural resources or any of the issues that we support as the League. And this is a great opportunity for volunteering for people who maybe are at home and maybe can't get out to too many meetings because you can watch many of these meetings virtually. Um, and then you mm -hmm. just fill out a little form for us so we can keep track and then we know how to hold people accountable. Um, it's also a good education piece if you're a student and you're looking for some service hours. This is a good opportunity as well because you don't have to leave your, your space if you don't have a vehicle. And that's good to know because it is hard to get to some of these meetings. The, the one thing I've always had an issue with is that if you, you know, re working regular hours, um, you can't just, you know, jump off and go to a, a meeting usually. Um, just to have at least someone there that's taking notes and, and making themselves a, available to, to get the information and then pass it along is, is a good thing, and we appreciate you doing that. I know we're coming to a close, but I want to make sure we remind people that the polls are open tomorrow from 7 to 7. Um, and so that, and I know that that is to your point of like people's working hours um, often interfere with what they can get done, but the long hours that we have, which are 7 to 7, hopefully work for most people. Um, so you can mm -hmm. go before, you can go after work. Um, there's a 12 hour window tomorrow where you can vote. And on behalf. And, and, 
fellow poll workers, please come and see us because we don't want to sit there all day with nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I will be there myself. And that's one of the things I was going to say, too. Don't wait until the last minute also to go to the polls and, and find out that this may not be where you're supposed to vote. Uh, I've seen it, 659, someone walks in, they've been voting there for years, but it's not the right place this time. You know, we've had the census, a lot of things have changed. Um, a lot of, um, we had we had Bill Cowles on to tell us that, you know, he was having issues finding places for polling because a lot of the churches and, and other places that used to do it before weren't doing it anymore. So, you know, take a look and see where you are supposed to vote. You can't just go up to any location tomorrow. You have to go to your designated precinct. That's correct. And if you have any questions about where, if you're unsure, again, you can go to our website at Vote411. The supervisor's open today. There is no voting today, but the supervisor of elections is open today. So if you have a question about your registration, you can still call them today, um, and they'll be able to help you sort anything out. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, And uh, I thank you. I know this is a busy time for you all, but I really thank you all for taking the time and and giving people more information about what it is that you do. And we're appreciative of you um, taking that time to help people get educated and make the resources available for people to find out where they're supposed to to vote And, and for recruiting young people. We've got, you know, uh, we, they, and, and like you said, a lot of them right now, they, they are pretty much, you know, mindful. They know, you know, where they're supposed to go, you know, what they're supposed to do and, and what they want out of these elections. You know, uh, don't, don't let these young people show you up, other people who have been voting for years. <laughs> Definitely. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Was there anything else before we go? No, I would say, you know, just get out to the polls tomorrow. And, again, if you're not registered, there's still time to register and vote for no, in, in November. So, for you November. Know, get yourself in, in order, but we really want to see as many people out tomorrow as possible. Um, but you will have another opportunity in November. Don't let that pass you by. Thank you, thank you. And the links to their site, and the, the both of those sites are on the Power Hour Facebook page. So, Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, Nicolette. Really appreciate it. Um, Don't work too hard tomorrow. And, and yes, you know, please, everybody, come out because we don't want to be stuck there trying to stay awake. Um, That's right. That's right. I've already worked with these people before. I've heard all their stories. So come on. Yes, yes, yes. The faces are familiar. You know, we can only look at each other for so long. Uh, (laughs) We can only walk around the precinct getting our exercise for so long. You know, so please come out and, and, and uh, you know, get your vote in and, and uh, say hi to us. So we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. You too. Have a blessed day. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And we'll uh, you'll hear from me tomorrow. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Be well.